Serious TV Drama Podcast. I'm Scott, and joining me this evening, the Julie Chen to my Jeff Prost, the sweet maple syrup to my sour French toast. It's Jamie. Hey, Jamie. <laughs> Look at you laughing. Oh, hoy hoy, Captain <laughs> Scott. <laughs> I did not see a Julie Chen reference, but, uh, you know. I thought you'd appreciate it. You? Well, you know, Mr. I, Mr. I love that you keep me on my toes. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm here for. In fact, what we're here for is one of those occasional oddball STVD episodes where we're not actually covering a specific series or season or even a movie, which has been the case a bunch of times lately on this podcast. It's more we're going to have kind of a sort of general TV conversation, really more about what we've been watching this summer, which, you know, who knows? It might cover series both old and new or somewhere in between. Now, I think we we are going to attempt to do this mostly spoiler-free. We probably will succeed. Um, that way, even if you've never seen the show before, you can still listen to us talk about it because it may make you want to watch the show or may make you want to go, ew, I don't have no interest in that show whatsoever. That's up to you. <laughs> So, so that so we'll try to stick to that because I don't want to. And now I feel like I'll have to because I don't want to have to go back and cut this part of the podcast out. <laughs> yeah, because you know, that's that's too much work. I don't have time for that. All right. So, oh, but more importantly, Jamie, you're here. You have not been here too much this year, so I'm glad to be looking across the. Skype spectrum to see you. We actually did record a podcast. You know, no, let's keep things real. Jamie and I actually just finished recording another podcast, one of the Scott Forgot the 80s episodes, which will be released uh, this week as well. So I'm kind of lying. I just, we just spent an hour recording. But it's, I'm, I'm getting like an extra dose of Jamie tonight. So that's very, you know, especially the way how, how sad yeah. I've been lately. So that's great. <laughs> And you know what? Honestly, we've talked about this, and since we're since we've decided that we're going to label this one a quickie, let's just go on down, uh, down into those dirty well waters, and go. You know what? This is your chance, listeners, to be a part of your to 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 ensure your voyeurism has been fulfilled for the week. <laughs> we literally just record every conversation we have, and most of our conversations are. Things about film and writing and things that we like and don't like. And uh, it would seem silly to not hit record on this conversation. And so here we are. Exactly. I, I think the only other thing we, we ever talk about is one of our fellow podcasters who's not here tonight. So let's get started. With, with really, it's, it's this summer. This summer, which I think has really been the summer of Hulu. I mean, it's, it, it literally started the day after the first day of summer. The Bear got released on June 22nd. And you know how you big a, how big a deal that was for many people who love quality TV shows. You've got all the FX yes. and FXX shows that many of us choose to watch mm-hmm. on Hulu instead of you know DVRing them. You know, like you know, Always Sunny in Philadelphia or What We Do in the Shadows or even the current Justified revival that uh, Brian and I are currently podcasting about. And then you've got the FX Hulu sh- sh- shoes and shows that are just on Hulu, like Only Murders in the Building and Reservation yeah. Dogs. 
Now, since we're recording this late Tuesday night, that means we're about four episodes deep into both Reservation Dogs and Only Murders in the Building. I meant to watch the latest Only Murders in the Building tonight. I didn't have time, but it's okay because I'm not really going to talk that much about it. There's only really one, uh, one or two things I really want to say about the season so far. Um, Meryl Streep is basically stealing every scene she's in. Oh show, my god! Which is yeah. really it's saying something. What's new there? When you've got a show, when you've got a show that's got Steve Martin and Marty Short on it, um, but I, but, but the fact that she has sent herself up, like in that audition scene alone, not the audition, mm. sorry, table read scene, with the accents and such, is like, oh, Meryl, you're <laughs> you're doing us proud here. You're doing us proud. <laughs> so that's been definitely one of the highlights of it. I mean. Rudd has been reasonably amusing when he was on, on whatever, as, as you know, his, his character is set up a certain way, and he's pretty much that's the way he is. However, I did have a bit of an issue believing that Mabel's character has had a longtime crush on this actor, Ben Glenroy, because there's nothing about him or the films that he's done that sounds like something that she would really, what we've known of her the previous two seasons, this doesn't seem like someone she would give, you know, two figs about. I mean, I'll go along with it. Agreed. But it seemed, it seemed a little harder for me to believe. Uh, I mean, really, whatever it takes to give us a reason to keep Rudd in every other episode, you yes, know, to I throw agree. him in, to get a Rudd scene. And I feel that's why we're doing it. I feel that's the one way we can get away with like, oh, showing up to, in, in, in the way that he has. Um, and I've also noticed that uh, it's interesting that, and again, I've only seen the first three episodes. I haven't seen the latest one, which came out today. Um, but I'm noticing that so far, uh, Marty is doing a lot more of the heavy lifting so far than Martin is this season. Um, which kind of makes sense because, you know, it's centering around the, the Broadway play slash musical he wanted to do. And then we throw in the fact that there may be a health issue that's going on with this character as well. And also, um, so part of me also thinks that, you know, Steve, Steve Martin's character played such a central figure in the very first season. And I feel like he's been kind of dialing it back ever since. And he is one of the actual creators and writers of the show. So maybe he's, he's almost being, um, just throwing the focus more on on others rather than himself because he's just such a great guy even though he's known for his ego i kid um uh, the only other thing i've been watching uh, with that i didn't know until this season that there's always been an after show on hulu called uh, one killer question it's like this little five to seven minute thing that's hosted by one of the guys who plays the one of the neighbors in the building, and he's been. I think he's his. Um, he's playing the stage manager, not stage manager. He's he's working alongside the Martin Short's character in this season, whatever. It's cute. It's nothing special. <laughs> it's not good enough for me to go. Oh, there's two more seasons of this. I should go back and watch them. I'm not going to. <laughs> it's not. It's not that good. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't even. I'm I'm with you. I'm in the same boat. I didn't actually realize it was a thing. Uh, I think maybe last week. It was either the first episode or the second of this season. I let my TV like it, I let it run long when I got up and got around after watching, and then it came up and I was like, "Oh, how long have they been doing yeah. this? I didn't even know this was a thing." It it's kind of it, it's kind of like it's this little thing that happens, and it really doesn't give you much or really any information whatsoever. It's like the opposite of the thing on Paramount Plus with the Star Trek shows, <laughs> The Ready Room, which is almost with, with, was hosted by Will Wheaton. It's almost too much. 
It's like, you know what? I don't really, I don't really need to have this 15 minute interview with LeVar Burton and his daughter. And it's like, uh, I don't want to watch all that. But now I, but I keep thinking, wait, has he done some for Strange New World this season? Because I haven't seen any of them. I wouldn't mind watching a few of those because there's so much to talk about with that show. There is. Speaking of shows that where there is a lot to talk about, though we're going to try to not talk about too much. Also, because there's only been a few episodes, but I know that Jamie is even uh, as big. No, I might even be a bigger fan than I am of this show. Um, Reservation Dogs. And we know it's the final season, which, by the way, sucks. Um, the first... Mm. The first four episodes so far have basically been dealing with the kids getting back from California and the consequences of their trip. You know, I thought the, and I I don't want, again, I don't want to go too down the road here. Uh, I I remember thinking the first, whoa, episode looked like it was going to be the one with the misadventures Bear goes through in the second episode, you know, especially with that Mm -hmm. wacky and unexpected pit stop with the, with the Graham Greene character. But I got to say, no, 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 no. We, we ever certain shows like as I as I like to say, I'm going to go off script here, and we can make it Hulu shows even if we want to make it that way. Certain shows they'll have that one or two episodes which make which make you stop and go, okay, this is something different. This kind of transcends. We've talked about this before, and it's it's a FX slash Hulu phenomenon. You know the the um, the fishes episode of the bear or even forks for that matter could qualify. Or if, and if Brian was here, I'm sure he'd be going, Oh, Teddy Perkins episode of Atlanta, Teddy Perkins episode of Atlanta. Yes, yes, yes. I'm sure. <laughs> yes. That episode too. Reservation dogs has that episode this season. The dear lady episode. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it's, yes, it's more than just a little memorable. And when we get into the conversations that we do with these shows, like the bear, especially where it goes, like, it's not really a comedy. It's like, yeah, the Dear Lady episode, uh, mm. there's really nothing funny about that one. No. <laughs> nope. No. And you know what? I knew before the season start, because there, there's been plenty of interviews um, with TT talking about, like, they're really going to focus on the final season, like, really honoring the history uh, of these people and what it took for them to get to where we're at now uh, and their traditions. and But... Oh my god! <laughs> like oh my god! This, yeah, every single episode this season has carried something, just some really heavy weight. But that episode was like, it was one of those that you get done watching it, and you're like, <sighs> you know, like you just you exhale at the end of it. It was at least it was great. At least the fourth episode was a bit of a breather compared to the first three, where it was kind of like, yeah. was it called Friday or something like that? Where it was like. It, it yeah. was a bit more realized, because, but I think you needed that after this episode, after the Dear Lady episode. Um, also, yep. I'd like to point out that for, because, oh, speaking of Hulu, for Letterkenny fans, they can always smile a little bit whenever the Dear Lady shows up, because that is Kanitio uh, Horn, who has played Tannis on Letterkenny for several seasons. I think she shows up like once a season, every season of Reservation Dogs, as the Deer Lady. Um, this episode really, let's just say, really explores that not-so-mythic character. I believe this episode also begins with a warning. So you don't see too many, um, you know, quote-unquote comedy shows that have a little bit of kind of a, a warning ahead of time. And, yeah, the, the warning is merited. It, it's a very memorable and, and I think even perhaps important episode of television. I really thought it was impressive. So, 
Um, okay, now I don't really want to repeat anything that I had said on the podcast I did with Brian a little while ago because we had already discussed Strange New Worlds for the most part there. I think maybe we were one. I think we hadn't gotten to the finale yet, which has. And Jamie, you have not watched the finale yet, so we're still not going to talk about it. <laughs> anyway, I haven't. It is funny though. Um, so this is going to be half FX Hulu, half something else. It's funny for me watching both what we do in the shadows and Harley <laughs> Quinn on typically the same day because they both, I believe, well Harley Quinn comes out on Thursday. Is what we do in the shadows Wednesday or Thursday? I forget right now. Is it Wednesday? Is it Wednesday and I don't bother watching it till Thursday? I don't know. It doesn't matter. These two shows, because I always seem to watch them back to back, and it feels like they're in a race to see which one of them can be more freaking bonkers and crazy than the other one. <laughs> and believe it or not, even though you think the world of animation means you have the most unlimited storytelling possibilities, and they've already shown they can do whatever the hell they want on on Harley Quinn is one thing I can't believe they did, and we'll get, I'll get to it in a second. Um, I have to be careful because I said I want to be, I'm trying to be spoiler free. But come on, the, the, what we do in the shadows has been so beautifully bizarre and exponentially more insane episode after episode. Each one's kind of topping the, the one that comes after it for the most part, you know, maybe not necessarily every one of them. It's, the last one, which I saw, got like was was ranked a little bit lower than all the others. Like, are you kidding? The hybrid yeah, creature yeah. One is it's insane. It is. I'll say this, and then I'll, I know you want to jump in here. It is so nice to have a fully grown Colin Robinson for an entire season again, because you don't know how much you miss him as a fully formed adult character until this season, where whether it be full fledged storylines or just. Just deadpan snark at the end of a scene. <laughs> These, uh, oh my god! And this this season has been so great for him too. Just the the whole bit when he comes in with the black eye, like I had tears rolling down my face. I was laughing so hard. Oh, he, he, <laughs> like, he can't stop being giving up all of his energy. He can't be interesting. Oh, that's the uh, <laughs> oh, oh, I can't again if I'm, I want to be spoiler free, but. When a certain actor from a certain favorite TV show of mine shows up in that episode, playing himself no less, I went, I, I think I, I already knew, I already knew I loved this show, but I think I love it even more now. Yep. It's. Oh my God! Yeah. It's it's <laughs> it's so so very good. It's so very good. Um, and I'm, it is excellent. And and as far as the the latest episode, which you said got a little bit lower ratings, which I kind of understand just because of the creepy factor. Oh yeah, uh, oh, I, I understood but, it, but I thought it was unfortunate. If the if the phrase on its own in anything you watch, if the phrase "you may lay with my daughter" isn't a little creepy just naturally, this is going to take it and throw it over across the skies of the creepy universe like it's you may lay with my daughter has a whole new meaning now i was i was more impressed with how many times they were able to work wanking into conversation throughout this episode and how important a part it plays in laszlo's life among others but having a wank is very important if we weren't gonna if i wasn't gonna name this episode about a quickie maybe wank would work its way in there but that might get us into too much trouble <laughs> Meanwhile, speaking of shows that have a bit more of a risque sexual content, you got the Harley Quinn show, which has also been, again, been a lot of fun. Um, I'm not sure. Okay, I, I can do it this way, so it's still spoiler free. 
I'm not sure how they got the okay to apparently kill a fairly significant superhero on Harley Quinn. Um, but regardless of that, it's been a crazy fun watch that always feels like it's over too soon. Um, if I was gonna, ever going to be critical even remotely of it, I would say it's... I shouldn't... Ah, whatever. I don't always absolutely love the main character. <laughs> I like Harley. I like her a lot sometimes. Sometimes not so much. Much like the way I feel about the character in general throughout the 30-whatever-year history of Harley Quinn, be it animated, live-action, whatever. I like Harley Quinn. I've never loved the character, whatever. Maybe I'm having a problem forgiving her for calling Toy Man a third-tier villain in one of these episodes. That kind of bugged me. because I'm like, no, no. He's second-tier. He's not third-tier. Dude, guess what, Harley? You're not first-tier either. <laughs> anyway geek coming to air. But other than that, it's been a really fun watch, and it's maddening because they make the final credits go really fast, and you're trying to pause them, because I just want to see who the voices are when they have a bunch of people on. He's like, oh, because for example, you know, we just were talking about what we do in the shadows, and and Harvey Guillen, you know, he plays Nightwing on, on Harley Quinn. And let me tell you, probably one of the last people I would have guessed to cast for Nightwing, but it works perfectly on the show. So, uh, let, I wanted to get more into just maybe things that we've been watching this summer. So, um, Jamie, did you want to start off with something? Um, that way, you know, people can get a little break from me for a moment. And yeah, um, you know, of course, there's there's the list that uh, I think most people who have an ounce of taste have watched. Uh, you know, uh, that you guys have talked about a little bit here. You know, we've got the bear, of course, reservation dogs. Um, but while we're on this. Hulu train. I'm going to continue it because there's two more shows that drop new seasons uh, and they've both been phenomenal and that is The Great and Breeders and anyone who listens to our end of year wrap up with our top 20s, The Breeders is always in that list for me. It's usually in the list for Brian. This season is no exception. Um, we've just, we've jumped up a couple of years and that's one of the great things about this show too, is that every season we've moved forward a few years. Um, it's, it's just as heavy and funny and snarky and so damn real <laughs> if you are a parent. Um, and I think that, uh, anybody who hasn't started watching, start watching it. Just start watching it. Is that the one with Martin Freeman? It is, in fact, the one with Martin Freeman, and, is the, and it is, is... Is the woman the same woman that I recognize? I think I saw an ad for it once, and I went, wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Is that the same actress who used to be on episodes as the really weird, annoying yep, secretary? The, yeah, the, yes, and she would always, uh, she would go... <laughs> but yeah, I think she has, yep. like, I mean, she's... I get, I'm guessing she's British or something, which made me go, oh, really? Another one? Okay. <laughs> Another one? Well, uh, yeah, she's a- she's phenomenal in it, and she's not nearly as ditzy at me in it. In fact, she's pretty uh, hard-hitting and, <laughs> nice, nice, and nice. very funny. Uh, but yeah, that show, this this newest season, uh, has there's been no disappointment so far. There's It's sort of a painful show, but anybody who is a parent, especially... Um, one who isn't like 
you know, there's those parents that are like, everything's a joy. If you're a realistic parent, uh, this show is is for you because you know it's it's not all all happy, fun times. And this season is reminding you that teenagers are a pain in the ass. <laughs> Plain and simple. It's it's been great. And you mentioned the other show, um, the great. The, is that the Nicholas Holt show? The great. See, is that the one Nicholas the Holt? The great show? is it's. A dark comedy is based off of the reign, loosely based off of the reign of Catherine the Great. It's got Elle Fanning and Nicholas Holt, uh, Phoebe Fox. The whole cast is phenomenal. Um, it's Every scene is beautiful to look at, but it is very sarcastic. Um, and it is dark comedy. Like there's, it's, there are light moments, but it is absolutely a dark comedy. And this season takes a really big turn in the storyline we've been getting because it all of a sudden jumped back to the basis of reality and, uh, has put us a little bit closer, not the same, but closer in line to the, the true story of Catherine, um, and had a fantastic finale. So Go go get it. Watch that show. I think I encourage you every year, if you get a chance, <laughs> to sit right. down and watch two okay. or three episodes. All right. Okay. All right. Well, as I launch into this, I, I have, beyond the things that are currently airing, most of which I've mentioned, I've neglected one or two. I, I forgot to mention when I was talking about the different animated series that there's also a new animated um, show, a weekly animated show on HBO Max. Oh, excuse me, Max. Um, called My Adventures with <laughs> Superman, which is yet another different uh, take on the Superman idea. And I know there's some either incel types or get off my lawn types. Like oh, I don't like it. I don't. I don't like Lois Lane being like this. Or you know, shut up. You can just you know, it, it's fine. It's a, it's 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 got a bit of a Japanese anime style to it, which you know can can be a little bit, eh, but. Jack Quaid is the voice of a young Superman, and you know how we, we kind of love yes. Jack Quaid on this podcast. You know, he he sold me on lower. He he's only at least on the live version of Lower Decks, if not the animated version. Of course, yes. we love him on the yes. boys. Um, you gotta love a space Quaid. So uh, I, that's been very enjoyable as well. But here's the thing: I decided this is going to be the summer where I start watching other people's recommendations when I have all time. right. So the shows that I'm going to talk about all came from other people that I never, ever, 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 ever would have watched otherwise. So I have to give them, I have to give people their just due. The first one I'm going to talk about because it was the, and, and, and they all required some level of binging. First one that I binged was a little show called Abbott Elementary. I've been hearing about this one for a while. Yeah. My, uh, my, my my best friends, the Cullens, Adrian, Mike, they listen to they actually do listen to the podcast. Um, they've there's a few shows they've recommended me over the years. There's been shows I've recommended to them over the years. They've actually been following my <laughs> some of my, my tips, which has been amazing. So I've been trying to do likewise. Um, so I started with Abbott Elementary. Um, it's a show in that mockumentary style, which you know goes back to at least Spinal Tap. Obviously, people are going to be thinking The Office <laughs> first and foremost, but The Office had yep. to, had to get the idea from someone to begin with, and we've seen it in so many other shows over the last several years, from Modern Family and, and so on and so forth. Um, I, I love and and even what we do in the shadows. Actually, <laughs> I love these later. Yep. I love how these later mockumentary shows are finding silly, goofy ways to joke around with the concept 
and and reference the fact that they're being followed by cameras. Um, there's a moment or two that happens in all these shows, including Abbott Elementary, where I question that the cameras would be in a certain place at a certain time. You know, someone's home, you know, after work when it's a workplace documentary, I find a little hard to believe. But every, but you put that aside because they're 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 screwed by the constraints of what they're of the uh, format they're using. But it's about um, the basically it's about the teachers in an elementary school in. Uh, Philadelphia, and there are a number, you know, number of a- actors I recognize. From you know Tyler James Williams, who plays you know Gregory Eddy, and I recognize him as you know everybody hates Chris or the guy who got his his face ripped apart in you know, a in a revolving door in Walking Dead, if I recall, <laughs> whatever. Um, and, and then you know, oh, there's Charlie Ralph. I've seen her a number of times, and she plays um, one of the teachers, but probably has the longest tenure there. Um, who everybody respects and can kind of she 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 lovingly looks down on everybody else, um, but the main character is uh, Janine Tiggs is played by Quinta Brunson, who's also the creator of the show. So I always love to see that. Like, look at the creator, and she's in the show as well. Whatever. It's it's so damn bingeable because you know I was like, oh, I gotta watch, I gotta watch the next one. And there there are threads of a continuing storyline, you know, from from season to season. Um, Sometimes the characters can, can frustrate you, but in a, in the right way. Where it's like, oh, why is she being so mean? Because you care about the other person, whatever. Everyone from the from Janelle James as the principal is so damn funny, and, and she also reminds all me and my friends of a, of a mutual friend of ours who have actually talked to you about Jamie because uh, that you know that, you know that Survivor fan friend of our I always reference uh, Tiffany from Chicago. She's very much like that principal character. Anyway, <laughs> she won't listen. Who knows? Actually, she might. Um, but I've really been enjoying the show. I've, I've binged the entire series, so I'm all up to date with it. Um, it you know, and it's it's even got it's got a few familiar. We'll we'll use that word trope that we hate once again. You know, like oh, the will they or won't they couple? Will they get together? Whatever. You know, so it being a mockumentary, so the Jim and Pam of this could be almost like you know, you know, Mister Eddie and, and Ms. Teagues, whatever. Um, it's just it's it's a really nice little show, and I'm I'm happy I've actually now added it to my rotation. Um, it's hard for me to to give comedies a chance. Um, because I just usually don't like them, but um, I really like this one. So I don't know if you've seen it or not, and if, um, but it's 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 worth checking out if you haven't. I think it is a it's it's one of those shows where the stakes are never too high, so it's always just a nice, relaxing, enjoyable watch. Um, and as you go on, and kind of each character gets a little bit more of their own episode time, you really do start to see some, you know, evolvement, and you, you'll get your favorites without a doubt. Right, right, right. I I always love those kind of shows, um, the mockumentary shows, for the main purposes. I love always feeling like you're part of their own inside joke. Right. Absolutely. You know, like that's the best part, and this show's no exception. It definitely ca- catches that. That well, energy. I've noticed also one of the things I like is how um, there's so many. Every episode has to be a number of times where uh, Tyler James Williams, you know, you know, Mr. Eddie, has to give the camera a look, and it's like, oh, you're the gym, you're doing the gym look, you know. Yeah, that's, yep. That's yep. that's what Jim would do. No other character <laughs> yeah. on the office did that. He's the only one who always did that. So I'm gonna then 
I went from that. I said, okay, I got to keep this train of recommendations going, but I don't want to. I don't want to do back to back from the same person. So I was like, who else is giving me recommendations? Who could I be thinking of? Maybe someone on a podcast. Maybe someone who's co-hosted a podcast with me. Maybe, maybe she and another person both recommend the show. I don't know. Maybe they recommended it over a year or two ago to me. I don't remember. So, knowing I'm a sucker for a certain genre. And being told it didn't matter that it was a prequel to other existing shows, it wouldn't really impact it anyway. My next foray into watching the summer was 1883. One of those, I guess this is my first exposure to the whole Taylor Sheridan phenomenon, or, or, or unless I'm forgetting something, because I've never seen Yellowstone, and I obviously haven't watched 1923 either. Um, let me see, it's 10 episodes, right? And I said, I want to, I want to stick to the non-spoiler. I got to be really non-spoiler about this. I'll, okay, first of all, Tim, <laughs> Tim, Tim McGraw, dude, dude, dude doesn't need to sing a song ever again. Dude has presence and isn't. Yeah. And, and I've seen. I looked. I looked. He has done. Uh, he, he's done a handful of other acting things as well. But wow, especially because it a the the. the the weight of this show, a lot of it is on that character, even more so than the Sam Elliott character or or yeah. the uh, Thomas the Monica Garrett characters, because they're more sideways. Because he's he's the he's like the main character, and I guess the Dutton is the name that that runs throughout the nineteen twenty three and Yellowstone. So he's you know the ancestor of so on and so forth. Um, he's he to me he was like the unexpected pleasure of this series. I was like, "Wow, I really I, he's a, he's a he's a pleasing badass, whatever." And I but I understand why he is the way he is. Um, Faith Hill is also very solid as well. Also, obviously, more known as a you know massive country singer, performer, etc., whatever. Her being good didn't surprise me because I also because I knew that she had acted before. I just and I guess right. I guess I did sort of know Tim McGraw did, but it just I I never seen it. I didn't really care. Um, but the two of them are, are really good, whatever. Um, Sam Elliott is Sam Elliott. I mean, there you go. I mean, yeah, and yeah. He's one of the guys like, oh, as he gets older, he's even going to be more convincing <laughs> as, a, as an old a guy from the old west. <laughs> he just has to try less every year because <laughs> he does just a great job. And I mean, there's no one really in the cast that I would actually say anything critical about per se. Um, I mean, there's, there's this, you know, you have the occasional stand-ups, you have the occasional people who show up in an episode, and I'm like, wait a minute, did I just see who I thought I just saw? And I, I, you know, and I, I'm going to say this is not a, I, I'm going to, this may be considered a spoiler, but it's not that big a deal. Don't worry about it. You can still watch it, whatever. The opening of one episode, which has a flashback, and I'm staring, and I went, wait a minute, is that who I think it is? And I was like, okay, I think that's who that is, but I got to go look at IMDb now. Okay, even though it's just one scene at the beginning of an episode, you get a little bit of Mr. Tom Hanks in an episode. He's very brief, but it's Tom Hanks. And then Tom Hanks' wife shows up in another episode with a lot more lines. It's like, you know, whatever. You know, whatever. It's like, wait. And I looked up, wait, this is right before they got COVID. You know, is that why he was coughing in that scene? Oh, anyway. Um, <laughs> but, uh, my own mm-hmm. okay, I got it. Okay, okay. One thing I'll say I know is not spoilery. I only my only and I, I you know I love the language. I'm a sucker for westerns. I've I've taken a a solid whack at writing one myself. 
which I'm somewhat proud of. Um, the only thing I had an issue with throughout the series, and it's not that I minded it per se. Did I say per se more than once in this podcast? I apologize. But at times it was too much. Ugh. The voiceover narration by Elsa Dutt, the character Elsa Dutton, played by I- Isabel May, who definitely has like star quality to her as well. I I kept thinking. It, I mean, there are a few moments where she does narration, and I think, oh, okay, that that's, I see why that's there. It's this. It works. Whatever. There's a lot where I think. You know what? We don't actually need the narration here. It's too much. It's too much. And so there, a little bit, it feels a little, every once in a while, it feels a little bit like padding. Um, I have another reason why I don't like it, but I, I can't really say it, you know, <laughs> because it's a, I'm trying to be spoiler free. Um, I'll tell you about it after we record, Jamie, another issue I have. Actually, I, you know I, what? I actually, know. I'm, thi- I'm thinking about it. I don't actually you know what I'm going to take that back because I remembered I was, there was, a, there was something. Mm. I can't believe I'm saying this on the podcast. There was something about it that inherently bothered me when I made a realization about something in the storyline. And then I walked that back because I thought, hey, you know what? There's a really famous movie that does something just like that. And I don't think you have a problem with that movie. So why would you have a problem with this series? Like, all right. But at least the narration, that makes sense. Um, Too much narration. Um... Yeah, that's really the only. There's the only other thing that I don't want to be. I want to say it's critical. I'll just say, Jesus Christ! It gets to a point where this this series is a real fucking bummer, though. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not. It's, it's, hey, I mean, it gives you a new understanding and appreciation for uh, what these people went through and the journey across this land before it was tame and. Uh, and the understanding of why so few people made it. Well, it's funny. <laughs> I, I, I know, I didn't, Out of I, every group, you I, lose many. I was talking more about the performers. I never actually said. So j- just to be clear for anyone who actually decides to listen without, uh, and if they hadn't seen the series. Yeah, the show is about, um, the series, the seat was about um, all these uh, immigrants from places like Germany, whatever, who we're trying to get, you know, a, you know, cross country. I guess it starts in what a part of Texas, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, yep. But they're trying to get to Oregon and that's a vast, massive trip, especially back then. And there were all sorts of different, there are the dangers you would expect. And there were dangers you didn't even see coming. You wouldn't have believed you know, like something as something as seemingly simple as crossing a river that that isn't that you know whatever would would could possibly kill so many people and you realize hey you know what no one ever did they never built the goddamn bridge anywhere that's why because there there wasn't civilization there you know you you know about there were in, no bridges you you know about you know about the possibility of you know bandits or or Native Americans or whatever but you don't realize hey if you drink that water without boiling it you're probably going to get sick and die <laughs> stuff like that. So yes, I, I get I, I get that it was baked into it. You know what I mean? It weirdly it, this is going to be a weird comparison. Uh, a weird comparison I'm going to make. One of my favorite movies of all time, and just as, as one of those like you had mentioned in the podcast we just did uh, before this one about a movie being on whenever it's on, you see it's on, you'll leave it on. Of course, we don't. Even though we don't, that phenomenon doesn't happen as often nowadays because we're always have our streaming services on. Streaming, yeah, yeah. 
But one of the movies that used to be like that for me was a movie called The Great Escape. I love mm-hmm. The Great Escape. Um, I I even thought it was amusing when they did the the riff in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where they kind of tried to replace you know Steve McQueen with Leonardo DiCaprio, which also made me go, hey, you know what? DiCaprio's a lot of things. You know what he's not? He's no Steve McQueen. Sorry, <laughs> so, sorry, Leo fans. He's not Steve McQueen. But um, I, that was a movie that it wouldn't matter if it was five minutes into it or two hours into it because it's a really long movie. Um, I would watch it. And the storyline of that movie is, you know, if, in case anyone doesn't know that movie, it's all these, you know, it's, it, I think it's somewhat based on fact or inspired by an actual true story, if I'm not mistaken. It's all these, it's all these POWs try, are make an attempt to escape from a, from a German POW camp. And we, we watch what happens to them. And it's not really much of a spoiler to say most of them don't make it. Very, mm-hmm. in fact, very, I think if I'm not mistaken, three, <laughs> I think only three of them actually make it, if I'm not mistaken. 1883 kind of reminds me of that a little bit, because we start with all these people trying to make their way, you know, across, whatever, and like, by the end of it, how many people actually make it anywhere? Let's just say, not that many. I think that's okay. I think that's safe. It's not really much of a spoiler. Yeah, like, not you know, that many. Spoiler. Keep your fingers crossed that your favorites get there. <laughs> yeah, there are everyone. It's one of those. It's a, again, it's a series, and that's also when it's a, you have to realize that when you're watching a limited series, you you really shouldn't fall in love with anyone too closely because it's a limited series. They can kill anyone they want to. <laughs> they can kill the main character. Absolutely. You know, whatever, you know they can. They can kill. Well, well, they did anyway. So. <laughs> I'm I'm glad I watched it. I'm part of me is curious if I should then step up to 1923 or not. It's in, it's in the back of my head because I don't oh, know the Yellowstone thing. But I'm thinking. Ooh. I think you would still. I think you would still enjoy it very much. It does not have the same energy as that one. It's, that's why I figured. It, it is, but it's Ford. Mm-hmm. It's Ford and Mirren, which kind of make me curious. And but that's I, but, why you should watch it. But I <laughs> then think, that's it. I think you've made other recommendations that I'm probably going to take up sooner than that one. That I'm more likely like. Like the English is another Western that sound, I think I'd rather watch. That's the one with uh, Emily Blunt. Yes. And I think you had mentioned that one. Too. Yes, uh, I'm still. I still haven't watched the uh, the, the slavery one. Ugh, can't do it. Okay, wow, it's funny that I mentioned slavery because now I'm going to go somewhere. Not, well, I shouldn't have said. Oh, that's a bad joke to make. All right, all right, Scott gets canceled. All right, so <laughs> my next series. <laughs> oh man, you know I could cut that out and I'll be safe. But I'm not going to. <laughs> you know what? Whatever happens, happens. That wasn't what I meant exactly. Although, although the this concept, is like the frontier. Although, not everybody's going to make it to the end. Although the concept of slavery is mentioned more than a few times in the next series I watched, or excuse me, I am currently watching, because unlike Abbott Elementary, which is was like 30 something episodes, but you know, they're like 20 minutes each. You can, you know, and I, you know, can watch them in a week. Bing, 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 whatever. They're like candy, just popping in your mouth, whatever. 1883 was just 10 episodes. Took a couple days, two or three days to watch it. No problem. The last one that'll be part of what I'll talk about here on the podcast. And we're going back to my, my best buddies who had been, who had been bugging me to watch this for years. And I don't know why I just never got around to it. I wasn't deliberately trying to ignore them. I just never 
never got around to it. And I had a vague idea what the show was about. It's like, oh, yeah, it, it, it sounds like it's checking boxes on shows I've been interested in before. I, and now, I there are six seasons. It's done. It finished, I think, last year or earlier this year. Excuse me. Um, ten episodes each, 60 episodes. I Within a few days, I am now 25 or 25 or 26 episodes. I'm midway through the third season of a six-season uh, thing. The series is called Snowfall. Hey, look. Welcome, welcome full circle. FX, Hulu. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. What am I watching it on? Hulu, of course. Um, this was a show that was created. One of the people who created it was the late John Singleton, you know, as a great film director and so on. And a few other writer, uh, writers and producers also worked on it with him as create. They were creators. One of whom turns out to be also a former writer and producer from Justified and Justified Crime Primeval. It's like, oh, that's interesting. I've got that old, got that FX feel, whatever. I, I think I love this show. And I don't say that easily about anything. I mean, it's it's got you know. Oh, if you like The Wire, you're gonna like this show. If you like Narcos, you're gonna like this show. <laughs> you know, it's got a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You know, you could even toss in a few other kind of elements, or and then every once in a while you'll recognize an actor from this this thing or that thing. It's like, oh, look, it's oh, look who that that's so good. The soundtrack is full of bangers from the '80s. They they use jam on it in one scene. I was like, hey, my f- <laughs> literally my favorite hip hop song of all time. It's in the show. I love the show. It's like like when the bear used uh, Pearl Jam's animal. Like I love the show. Why am I talking like Jerry Seinfeld? Um, the the cast is damn solid. Um, the guy who's the main character, the actress is the actor. Excuse me, the actor's name is. D- I don't know if it, I'm gonna say can't be. I'm gonna I'm gonna assume it's pronounced Dameson because it would be too funny if his if his first name is pronounced Damson that would be amazing <laughs> because it's spelled that way. <laughs> you should tell me my name. It'd be the coolest name ever. It would be. <laughs> uh, you know what? I should have looked at it before. Like, Damson, Dam. In fact, his name is Damson Idris. It might be Dameson. I- Someone's gonna correct me in the in the Facebook thing. I don't. I didn't actually. I don't want to be corrected. I want it to be that. That is amazing. I want that to be his name, regardless. I didn't. I didn't. It's funny. I went to the trouble of punching in the name of the woman who I mentioned from Letterkenny because she's got a very long um, name has has like a Native American origin to it. And I said, okay, if I don't look this up, I have no idea how to pronounce this. There's there's eyes next to each other and double A's and double O. I don't know what. I never thought I'd have to put in this name. <laughs> I'm like, wait, wait, is it Dameson or Damson? Anyway, he's the main character, Franklin Saint. So a lot of the weight falls on his shoulders. He or, and he is terrific in it. Um, I love his little tics. His, he has this mannerism where it looks like he's he's going to start to smile at something, but he doesn't quite do it. And it, I notice he does it all the time. It's like, oh, that's his. That's a Franklin Saint thing. I'm like. Um, and there's another guy in it, um, Carter Hudson, who plays the character Teddy McDonald, or as everyone else knows him on the show, Reed Thompson. Um, he's a CIA dude, uh, whereas Franklin Saint is the guy who ends up starting to build the beginnings of a crack empire in 1983 to 84 uh, Los Angeles. At least that's the, the period that I've been watching it in. Um, Carter Hudson, the first time you see him, especially after he cuts his hair a little bit, they're going... Oh, so you could be like Adam Sandler's long lost cousin or something because you've got the you got, you got the long face and the sad eyes and you know whatever. 
he's also very good. Um, but then everybody's going to say, and then you'll recognize people you recognize from other things. You know, Kevin Carroll, who some of us remember from season two of like the leftovers, um, as their neighbor, he shows up on this. He's very good. Emily Rios, who we remember from Breaking Bad. She kind of plays the opposite of her character from Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad, she's the she's the young innocent who doesn't want to have anything to do with drug trade. And this one, well, she she ain't innocent and she wants everything to do with the drug trade in this one. Um, it's just a really well constructed uh escalating tension style series. It's got bits of humor sprinkled here and there, so it's not totally intense all the time, but it is most of the time. Um, I mentioned The Wire. I mentioned Narcos. It's kind of like a, it's basically kind of a fusion of those two shows. I think that's the best way to put it. And yet it's taking place, to, and like Narcos, it's taking place in the 80s. So, but also that means we get the fun of the 1980s stuff. We would be the soundtrack, we would be the fashions, the cars, all that kind of stuff. Um, I, when we finish recording tonight, I might go back in the other room and watch another three or four episodes before I fall asleep. I've been going to sleep at 7 a.m. because of this damn show, because I can't stop watching the damn thing. So, <laughs> that's that's how you know you love it. It's so good. It's it I, mm, Maybe one of the best recommendations I've ever I've gotten to watch a TV show that I can recall since since uh, a friend of mine 20, 25, 26, 26 years ago, maybe watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer for the first time. So that that's how that's how good a recommendation this one's been for me. So Jamie, anything else, or is it just going to be me? Yeah, going you on? know what? I'm gonna. I think that I, I'm going to toss one more in there. Good. Uh, it's a mini series. I know that there's been plenty of. Um, I wouldn't say controversy about it. That's not the right word. Um, it's it's got it's it's taken some flack. Um, and people have either loved it or had really negative things to say about it. I am one of those who loved it. Didn't love everything about it. Um, but one performance specifically blew me out of the water. Uh, and the show I'm talking about is The Crowded Room. Uh, uh and starring Tom Holland. And uh I don't want to do any spoilers. It, it's 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 like a psychological thriller. Um, people may have or may have not been hurt <laughs> and it's about getting to the bottom of it and why these things happened. Um, I am somebody who is always really interested in the psychological part of um, crime, tr trauma, what, why we are the way we are, what happens in the beginning parts of our life that form the later parts of our lives. So I'm already very interested in this as it stands. Um, it's very, very loosely based off uh, a, a real person and real events. But I say very loosely because it's not the same situation at all. <laughs> but the uh, they, they change the storyline a lot so that you would be uh, definitely more comfortable watching this. But Tom Holland's performance is just absolutely phenomenal. Any negative negativity that I have heard anybody bring about this miniseries, it's never been about his performance. Like, over and over and over again, it's like, holy crap, this kid has the chops. It is brilliant work. Just 
brilliant. Um, I think if you even have the slightest bit of interest, give it a try and see what you think about it. Um, because like I said, I, I saw mixed reviews and there's a few things here or there that I would definitely nitpick about the writing, but not enough to want to hit play the second the, the episode I'm watching is done. I wanted to go right into the next episode. Like I was engrossed in this miniseries for the entire week uh, and couldn't wait to sit down and watch another episode. So I don't know. I, I suggest one should give it a try and make up their own mind. Don't read the reviews. Don't go in knowing much and just sit down and see what comes of it. Because I, I can almost guarantee you, you are going to see uh, Mr. Holland in a very, very different light than maybe you ever had before. Got it. Interesting. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. I'm actually watching, uh, doing that, but deliberately only watching once a week, even though I could finish it off in a day if I wanted to, but I'm choosing to watch it with uh, my friends on Sunday nights, just one week. Um, a different show on Apple Plus where I finally started a hijack. So we're like three episodes into that, and it's 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 good. It's very good so far. Um, but I was but when we were considering what the next show we were going to watch was, that was one of my possible. That was one of my suggestions, and I and I know the controversy you're talking about. I did, did, when I made mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. before that it happened, um, and then I saw what I, I so I, I'm then I saw that happen like a week later. All of a sudden, that whole thing came out, um, and I was like, oh, okay, wouldn't detract me from watching. Make that kind of I'm kind of like wow. Make, they they really went for it in this show. I kind of want to watch that now, so maybe I'll I'll put that on my list, uh, my short list of stuff to check out. So, um, as we're, as we get towards the end here, because we did say I want to make this one a quickie, um, <laughs> you know, and you know, also we, we like the idea of disappointing Jamie's good buddy David Gott, although he should be used to things that are a quickie. Anyway, um. Before we get to the wrap up, I wanted—I I do think it's paramount, at least spend a minute or two, just shouting out what we're going to be looking forward to in the next few months, provided the writers and actress strikes don't push everything else to the following year. Yes. Although, if it happens, it happens. I understand it. I'm with you guys. You know, it's, you know, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. Um, first on the geeky front, we have three series that are supposed to be returning in late 2023. One would be Invincible. Also known as the best animated series, you people aren't watching because that that that's not that's a show that's not funny. As opposed to all the other animated shows we talked about before, so good. I I think that one will be. I think that one's definitely coming back. I think that's all in the can. The the, the voice all that stuff has been everything that would have needed to be done has been done for that show already. Then we have one that's more to me and Jamie's hearts. The Boys was supposed to be coming back sometime in late 2023. I don't know if that's still going to happen. Haven't heard it being delayed yet, but it would not shock me if it was. Mm -hmm. The same would also apply to the fourth and final season of The Umbrella Academy, which was also supposed to be coming back um, sometime uh, later this year. Um, They even have the title of the first episode listed on IMDb, which is kind of a, a rarity to see. But again, you don't know if where production stopped or not on that. If it was post, if they continued to do it, which they probably did. Post doesn't have anything to do with those two aforementioned groups. So we don't know. Um, there was a series I think was originally supposed to come back and it's supposed to, excuse me. I guess it is coming back because it is part of the same, um, brand, but I, 
I think I know now it's coming out in 2024, and that would have been uh, True Detective, the fourth season, which was going to have Jodie Foster. Which I, how could I be more excited by anything than a TV show of Jodie Foster? Thank you, True, De- True Detective. I'll, I'm going to forget the first three seasons. I'm just going to watch this one. But we do have one that is most definitely coming back this this year because they made the announcement, they put out the posters, they gave a date. And it's the one that I'm most excited about. And if you listen to this podcast, if you're a regular listener to this podcast, you know what? It's the one you should be most excited about. It's the one that I think Brian and Jamie might be returning to, to record about. Who knows? Even that other guy might return for this podcast. Yeah. Uh, and no, I'm not talking about Frazier. <laughs> I'm talking about the fifth season of Fargo. <laughs> fifth season of Fargo is coming in late November. Fargo. It's got Fargo. Yay! And it stars John Hamm. That's right. John Hamm. That's so awesome. You, you, I don't even need to say anything else. You listen to this podcast. You know how we feel about Mad Men here. You know how we feel about John Hamm. And then just for Jamie and Brian, the, the, the kid from Stranger Things, Joe Keery. The guy who played Steve. He's playing John Hamm's Yay. son. They're a crime-solving. I'm so excited. They're a cri- I think they're going to be a crime-solving father and son team. I don't know if I've seen that. Oh, living- that's amazing. I, 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 I that. You know what? That's all I need. Uh, everyone else, you know, all the other channels can just go black. Psh, don't care. That's all I care about. <laughs> all right. So, with all that said, let's wrap this sucker up because I love the idea. I love the idea of it actually getting this one done under an hour. If you enjoyed this, uh, wow, it's already fucked it up. If you enjoyed this podcast, you know what? You'll enjoy hanging out on our podcast page as well. It's the Serious TV Drama Podcast. You can like the page and then join the conversation about pretty much any TV show or anything in pop culture that your little heart desires. Where can you find this podcast? You've already listened to it. Why would you be asking that? It's such a dumb question. But you know what? You can find it pretty much everywhere. Podbean.com. All 388 of them are there. Just put in, you know, you can put in Serious TV Drama Podcast. You, can, you know what? You can just Google Serious TV Drama Podcast and you'll find out all the places you can fucking find us. But you know what? Go to Apple Podcasts so you can actually rate and review us there because, you know, we've got a ton. we cut more than most other podcasts. Fuck all of them. But we wouldn't mind a few more. What the fuck? Why not? Anyway. You can also follow us on Instagram. Our Instagram is Serious TV Drama. I've actually updated it. I've actually put a bunch of new pictures there. I think did I? Yeah, I did. And and then yes, I did. I did. I did. I did. I, did. I, st- I don't think I'm. D- I'm still think I'm short a few, <laughs> but I'm almost caught up. So you know whatever. And then we're still on the Twitter X whatever as uh, STVD podcast. STVD as in as I always say, Serious TV Drama. Ooh, why did I speed through that? Oh yeah, because I'm tired, but I'm not. Jamie, look at that. So we had a chat, sort of, kind of. Yeah, talked about TV. We had a chat. We co- we covered the bases. We round the bases. Now it's time to go make a goddamn sandwich. Right. And the whole thing about making rounding the bases, because I don't think either one of us want to talk about baseball anymore this year, because, you know, bleh. And we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Sore. Sore subject. Both our teams. It's like, ooh, oh, my God. Anyway, but... The STVD podcast, Serious TV Drama Podcast, will be back next week, and I'll be back at least, with someone else named Brian, because we got to return to finish off, that didn't sound right, to wrap up <laughs> Justified City Primeval, which I believe will be airing its final episode next Tuesday. So that probably means we'll be recording, I haven't, ta- we haven't talked about whether we're going to record that night or the next. We will see. I'd, I'd like to take a shot at recording that very night. That would be kind of neat. 
you know, be like you kids at the reality shows. Oh, we're gonna record 15 minutes later because we're so smart. Fuck you. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we don't gotta write shit down. We're just gonna remember everything because we're so smart. <laughs> and we're gonna record like we're in a prison cell. Oh, that just that just got. <laughs> Why am I? I finished my whiskey hours ago. Why am I? Anyway. So again, Jamie, thank you so much for wow, double double feature with me tonight. I, I feel so bad for you, just because I had my video on the whole time. But I enjoyed. Yeah, being- it's been a good, it's been a good drink and a date and chatting about the things that we love the most. So yeah, I, and not not a shabby way to spend the evening, Scott. Yeah, especially with my t- best Tuesday evening I had since I won a, won a dart championship a few months back. Oh, there'll be pictures of, of the we're getting the plaques this week. So exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Well, way to ramble at the end of a podcast, jerk. All right. Again, Jamie, thanks so much for being here. Thank you guys so much for listening, if you're actually still there. And, you know, until next podcast, I don't know. Good night. Mm-hmm.